Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey yo, hey yo, what's up everybody? Hello off the record fans, it's Huey, I'm back, it's good to be back with you this week. Now I spent a crazy weekend playing and hanging out at Glastonbury, and I have a couple pods coming up with some friends of mine I hung out with there, they're coming your way, so stay tuned for that. You'll have to subscribe and stay tuned, and we'll get it all on tape for you, don't worry. Now a heads up on the merch giveaway, winners have been announced and informed, so if you're one of them, you know. And if you don't know, now you know that it's not you. But keep your eyes on the website for merch that you can buy. I got some good stuff coming at you like Cleopatra. Let's get after it, friends. My guest this week is a legendary Bristol musician from the Jungle Drum and Bass School of Beats. He's one of the original members of Represent, the Mercury Prize Award winners back in 97 for the album New Forms, when the Mercury Prize meant something. This is bullshit now. He's an internationally renowned DJ and producer in his own right and owner of Gutter Funk Records. It is the man, DJ Dye, my peoples. Now, on the pod this week, we're hanging out in Dye's Garden in Bristol, and we talk about the similarities between New York and Bristol, both being port cities with their melting pot cultures and how that affects you as a person and as a musician. And we drop names like crazy, like a Chinese phone book, man. It's going crazy. Talking about musical influences, heroes we meet on tour. We kind of hung back in the 90s a little bit. That's when we met. We got lots of people in common, and uh, it's going down real style. That's what I'm saying now. I've been over here listening to all these people talk about the, the soccer teams. Like, yo, Real Madrid. So I'm instead of saying Real Madrid, I'm just like, it's Real. So that's what's going on here. It's Real. So, my dudes, his cat busted halfway through. You can hear his washing machine going, sirens wailing. You've been badass drum and bass legends got to do laundry. I do my own laundry too, man. Almost most of it. People don't do my laundry right. Now, I can't say that. Now, you know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. So, check out, man. His DJ Die and me on Huey Off the Record. Peace. Beautiful day, bro. So just so people can kind of get a picture where we are, we're in Dee's backyard, chillaxing on a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Today's Bristol the 13th, City. man. Yeah, in Bristol, man. And that's see, one of the things I did want to get from you at one point. I might as well do it now because I can actually get, I can record it for posterity. <laughs> is when I was in New York City growing up, yeah. I knew about three cities in London. Right. I knew I'm mean, not three cities in the UK. Pardon, <laughs> pardon me. Yeah, I yeah, knew yeah. about London. Right. Because of Clash. Yeah. I knew about Liverpool because of the Beatles. Okay. And I knew about Bristol because of all these like kind of I, 
I guess the, we used to call it trip hop, yeah, but that was yeah, only because yeah. it was like really heavily produced good hip hop. You know, because yeah. if you put more than a beat and a sample on it and a baseline, people think, "What yeah, are you doing? Yeah. You're getting conscious." Yeah. But it's, so I mean, that was that was a tag they gave it, you know, because mm-hmm. they want to always pigeonhole something. You know, which which section of uh, Walmart do we put this in? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, let's put it in the trip hop yeah, section. Yeah. But <laughs> in the brand new trip hop yeah. section. Yeah. But I mean, you, you could give it loads of, of names. It could be called the Bristol Sound. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, you know, people always think of <coughs> Massive Attack, mm-hmm. Tricky, Porter's Head. Mm-hmm. They're the first three. Do you know what I mean? Everybody knows about those. They traveled the furthest. Well, I'll tell you one. You traveled pretty damn far because when I met you, well, I didn't, I didn't we meet you. Know, it wasn't Where did you. we met? It was, it was Australia. Yeah, right? it was. It was on the big day out. So you did actually travel quite far, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got around. And that was 97, 98. Really? Damn, dude, it was dope. That was a good tour, man. Yeah. It was it was amazing meeting you guys because yeah. I remember like I'm not saying that we were doing shit that hasn't been done before, but you were, and that's what I thought was super impressive right. about you guys because I had, I thought I had heard all types of music in my life, right? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. And but you know that stuff didn't get yeah that I mean, heavy like proliferated until you guys. I know that there was there was Goldie and he's cool. I know G and he's yeah, he's man. cool, but there was. There's, it came from Bristol, but you guys just started pop, 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 pop. Yeah, I mean, I guess because, you know, the album won the Mercury Music Prize. Yeah. That suddenly put everyone's ears up, you know, and we had, like, you know, a label, label people in America. We toured America. We toured Australia, Japan. We went to every, you know, all the major continents. And, like, yeah, you know, we got to go out there and, you know, be pioneers, I guess. Yeah. You know, there was definitely people that went before us, you know, but we were kind of, you know, well-known at that point. But I never forget when we met in the, in the hotel, in the hotel lobby, and we seen you guys, and we just kind of like instantly clicked. Mm. And uh, was your drummer at the time? Was it what, what year was it? Was it uh, Mackie or it Steve? Was Mackie, man. It was Mackie. Oh yeah, it's Mackie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. And he the Wallabies, to... man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, yo, where are you gonna get the Wallabies on, man? Mac is the styling brother, yeah. man. Yeah. But yeah, we linked, man, and that like, we, we were on tour. So big day out, wasn't it? It's mm. like. You know, you tour all over Australia, but you're but like we were in New Zealand. Yeah, it's like it's kind of it was cool. in New Zealand, right? And we'd all yeah. fly together. I remember because yeah. we were like, we were like not in the headline band, and we'd nah. we'd be in, in the airplane in the back, not in yeah, 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 yeah. And then you go up front and be like the people from Hole and Marilyn Manson, right, right, right. and they were giving each Marilyn other. Marilyn Manson was there. Yeah, yeah, right. he, yeah. He was all right. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he, he was cool. cool. And, cool. Yeah, I mean his his vibe was his his vibe was really cool. His band were crazy though, yeah, man. Those guys were loony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was cool because you guys were like us in the respect that we knew we were we were doing what we were doing, like fun loving criminal style music, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys knew what you were doing, you know. I, I guess you called drum and bass music, right? But yeah, I mean, yeah, it was come becoming drum and bass. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, I like to call it jungle, mm. All right, because cool. that, that to me, that just started it was jungle, and they give it a new name yeah. when they started getting the two step beat and being. Yeah. But you know, jungle was always about the drums and the bass telling the story. Do you know what I mean? So it was the Amen breakbeat, the mm-hmm. Winston Brothers being chopped into a million pieces, rock with 808, you know, and that's jungle to me. But yeah, they started calling it drum and bass, and that's what maybe the most of the world knows it as, but I say jungle drum and bass. Just another word. Yeah, one of the things that that I, I liked about how you guys did what you did was you could you could turn it off and be regular dudes. You know, like you know, yeah, yeah. you meet some musicians that just have to be fucking clever all the time. Like yeah, they, yeah. they they do a lot of tuning of their guitar and dressing rooms and shit. I don't see my guitars 
after sound check. I don't see him until I walk on stage. I don't go, can you get trust me warm up? And when people are trying to talk to me, like playing fucking Lola. Talk like that's having tuned up. Yeah, you better have him on stage, making sure no one steps on anything. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, you're from Bristol. One thing about being from Bristol, again, is like, it's a small city, you know, and it's full of, it's always been full of people who've been doing something. Know, from way back when so it's like you've got to be a regular dude to get on down there yeah. you know? well that's like, true I, mean, I didn't know that though street. yeah right. I didn't know that so right. for me that was mad refreshing I was right. like I like these Bristol people well, you guys from New York you yeah. know New York is one of the coolest thing on earth <laughs> but also keep in mind well, you know? port cities man right. our diversity is, yeah, is yeah, so much ingrained in the mm. cities like you see people trying to get diverse now it's a little late in the game right like this is like I mean, it's too late for diversity it, well, I'm not saying that but you know no, I, I, no, but there's a lot saying, people done. are just getting forced forced on each other and oh, they're not ready for we're it gonna get, we're <laughs> gonna get down to that slew in the uh, the, oh, the, 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 um, the, the paradigm and things that yeah. are just like the, the normalities of, of this thing but yeah I mean we had a lot of influence from Bristol from way back when from like you know from the um when all the Jamaicans first came over on the boats, mm-hmm. you know, and they moved to certain cities and made up, made, you know, made Well, I mean, the, the, some of the roads around here, like, I remember, because my wife actually, I, so much, I love Bristol so much, I married yeah, a yeah. girl from Bristol. Yeah, that's right. But I remember, like, when I first came and drove around here when I met her parents, it was like, White Ladies Road, yes. and Black Boys Road. Oh, I'm man. like, I'm like, wow, this Yo, is like... It goes deep. But it, you know what? I think something like that is good for a society. Because they're not old saying, no, if you forget your past, you're doomed to repeat it. Right. I think in a lot of ways, though it be uncomfortable and though it be barbaric, mm-hmm. it's good to have it there so people know, yo, mm. don't ever try this shit again. Because yeah. I think so much now with political correctness, they kind of gloss over all the bad shit. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of sort of, you know, untold stories from back in those days, yeah, you know, yeah. that isn't like common knowledge. You don't get taught it in schools, the history of Bristol yeah. and how certain roads got named, you know, what they are now. But, you know, if you do look into it and there are certain people around that, you know, you know, a good friend of mine, Lawrence, Lawrence who? I don't know Lawrence. Yeah, man, of course. Lawrence, Lawrence has educated me a lot on, you know, on the city and, you know, things that have, you know, the guy Colston who they're now trying to change the Colston Hall's name for oh, you know, yeah, at the wow. moment because, you know, he's... He was a scumbag. Had, yeah, he was a scumbag. <laughs> he had his hand in fair trade, <laughs> no. in a slave trade. Oh. But apparently he was like the middleman. He was just the guy that knew the people to sell it to. Oh, so God, the slaves would come, worse, off, right? come off the boats and he would be like, yo, we need to get... I'm even these, a worse guys. scumbag than yeah. a slave trader on the middleman. But, but he was man. the middleman. He wasn't oh. the man going on the boats and getting them. He was just like, yo, you know, we, we, we've got these slaves. Do you know where to get rid of them? And he's like, yeah, actually, I know some guys up there, you know, I'll, I'll do the middle work. So, but, um, yeah, they, well, they, they named the Colston Hall after him and I'm now they're trying to change it. See, the UK was a... Was a was far more enlightened than, than the colonies during the whole slavery thing, man. I mean, right. I mean, there was, like, our society was prevalently against it when it, you know, it suited them. But mm. in America, all, all that kind of stuff is like, yo, it's just, it, it's too deep, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't deal with it. even address it, right? Yeah, well, you know, it's like if, you know, there's, the, you know, there's that whole thing going on with, with this, this thing, Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I think it started as, like, you know, Black Lives Matter too, dude. You know, like, people, black people yeah. getting killed by police and things. Yeah. And that's, that's totally cool, man. But then they, they turn it into, like, I don't know what they turn it into, but it's not so what I thought it was. Someone got a hold of it, you know. Yeah, I'm not too sure what's going it, on you know, now. It's just a word, you know. It's just yeah. like something that's probably been tweeted with a hashtag yeah. in front of it. It's a word, and someone's but, got hold of it, twisted it up. Of course, there's a massive meaning behind it, and a massive yeah. amount of like, you know, seriousness that needs to be addressed. Yeah, and I, told, and I thing, appreciate but, it. And but, I yeah, think you're going to get someone that compl- you know doesn't understand it and complains about it. But like, for instance, that's why I was saying that because in Bristol, you don't have that problem. No. It's, it's you know, it's not like, and I think this is maybe something that. 
port cities have, right? Yeah. All around the world has come and touched these shores. Yeah, the yeah, world yeah, has yeah. touched Bristol. Yeah. You know, the world has touched New York City, and, and right. I think Bristol was a huge port city in the in the British Empire. You know, but it's still a huge port city, you know, for yeah, that respect. Yeah. I mean, you go to that, what's that, that Costco right around the block, man. That's just all coming from China, man. <laughs> two for one. Yeah, two for one. Go for Johnny's, man. man. Yeah. There's a place for Johnny's Superstore, yeah. man, for everything you'll never need. Yeah. Do you know? Like, I think when things like that happen to a city, it gives it the character yeah. of... It, actually, you know, it, it, it's that definition of, like, I'll, I'll treat a man with well, about what the content of a character yeah. is, not the color yeah. of his skin or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's like, like, it's got that vibe. It's a know? mixed up place. Like, we all live in this small little area, you know, around Bristol, you know, St. Paul's being the center of it, in the center of town, yeah. you know, which is where the Jamaican, you know, community lived and set up shop, you know, many, many years ago, you know, and um, you know, I was lucky enough to kind of grow up, you know, spend some time coming up in my early 20s living in that area integrating with the scene do you know what I mean picking up bits of the culture you know which really influenced the way I make music and you know just everything you know knowing how to cook ackee salt fish as, yeah you know, I mean I, yeah, I see you do your fish and stuff your yeah, cooking you know, stuff well. but everything from you know from knowing how to season your food to knowing how to season your bass lines do you know yeah. it's like we've come up in Bristol and like had a massive you know influence from all these different cultures you know and the Indians that moved here yeah. it's mad I was out last the other night in Bristol on a late night thing and I um, went to this place it's called uh, Tasties some people might know that Tasties yeah. it's one of the last places that's open to get a little bit of late night yard food and yeah. a little you know rum or whatever but I bumped into these two guys in there a guy called Ajax who runs this place called you know for years it's Bristol's longest blues club it's called Ajax Blues yeah. it's also a kind of community centre and uh, this guy called Johnny who's an Indian brother who, who bought a shop right next door to it now Ajax has been running this place it's more community centre he's recently been shut down in, 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 in uh, like recent years for like Asboed and stuff like that the police are basically just look for an excuse to shut him down here comes my cat yeah your cat just yo, came Newman. over the wall man he's just taking like yo what's going on <coughs> yo we're doing a podcast Newman find a Filipino kids for me cat <laughs> yeah. he's like yo where's the whiskers man where's the food at what up but yeah this guy Ajax you know he's been here he moved here when he was 16 years old he's 68 now I think or something and was like this is like 10, 15 years before the two-tone thing hit. Yeah. So imagine moving here at that age. And he said, I'll just see him. And I was like, yo, I know you guys. They know me from the area. I just want to chill with them and have a drink yeah. and just get some knowledge, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got, you've got to listen hard to understand the patois because it's deep. Yeah. You know, even the Indian brother, Johnny, his patois is deep, man. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, so I just hanging out with them and just getting a few stories. And Ajax was just telling me about, you know, when he first moved here, the, the battles he had to fight, fight you know, f- he had to fight just to kind of you know stand up for himself uh, those battles that got fought right as, and there was there was a clear winner it was the culture the society yeah. was the winner of those for fights true. man for true and you know I, I, that's why I just don't want to have that they have to fight them again you know what right, I'm saying right. that's why I think it's kind of it's it's poignant for a city that's so irreverent to yeah. all that yeah. silly bigotry shit yeah, man. that these roads are called that because it'll offend people that probably should be offended by it rather yeah, than right. people who really you know are like yeah, whatever man we really know it's just yeah. That, you know yeah we we got to get down together yeah. so know? when you were growing up because it's important to know like you, yeah. I mean you know, I do a, I do like an intro to these things I'll probably soup you up on that you know because it's kind of, <laughs> not that I'm embarrassed because I always thought that you like a dude that always had like a, a head about the music that was 
always on what what's not next thing. What's what's five years from now? Because you would, True. Just, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, I mean, I've got, a, my, I mean, I've got my label gut funk now. Yeah, yeah. You know, you support it on the radio. Yeah, man, great stuff. So much love. Thanks for that every yeah. time. You know, you support our beats. It's but, good yeah. music, dude. Even if it wasn't you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that, and, and that's all we ever wanted. You know, <laughs> yeah. was you know, just just off the merit of the music alone. Yeah. But I kind of like the other day I thought back. You were kind of like the bastard sons of the Wild Bunch. Yeah, you know, like well, for people who don't know who the Wild Bunch is, okay, let's rewind on that. Okay, for a Wild sec. Bunch, the the DJ crew, the first DJ crew to do it big, to take it, you know, kind of take it worldwide. They went to Tokyo, whatever. They end up becoming Massive Attack, mm-hmm. you know, who most people know of, and um, Tricky comes out of there as well. And, and uh, Nelly Hooper too, Nelly right? Nelly Hooper, Soul to Soul, yeah, you yeah. Know, produced for Madonna, yeah, you know. So yeah, he actually grew up down the road in Barton yeah. Hill over yeah, there. I, so. I met him back in the day yeah. too. He was nuts back then. Man. Yeah, really. Well, I think I've we never all... met Nelly. Oh, dude. Nelly, yeah. Nelly had me scared one time. Like I was like, "What?" I'm, and he was like, "This is some rock star shit." And I was like, <laughs> I, I, "I'm not going to go further in it." But I was like, "All right, you know what? You're right." Were you telling me? He, was, no, he had to tell me. It was yeah. one of those moments where he had to tell me what was going on. I was like, well, right. "Thank you, Nelly." Yeah, fa- thank you for that. I don't do this a lot, Nelly, but thank you. Now <laughs> yeah, I know dude, what it is. Yeah, yeah but, um, wild dude, man. Yeah, so that was I should say. I like I said, I haven't seen him ten years. Yeah, well, I saw him at Goldie's uh, birthday party a couple of years back. Um, but yeah, like so, yeah, these guys come out of there. You know, Milo being the first DJ who was like the most respected DJ in town. Nelly Hooper. They were, but they were the DJs of the crew. And this is dudes with records. Remind, yeah, you know, records, remind everybody that people had yeah. to go out and buy records in Bristol from America. Very hard. They to were do. searching, man. They were going yeah. dig into London, America, you know, Japan, all over and stuff. Then you got Daddy G as well yeah. on the selectors of the crew as well then you had 3D on the mic a guy called Willy Wee later on a guy called um, Tricky and then you had DJ Mushroom as well so this was the wild bunch they were the coolest ass motherfuckers in town yeah. um, still, they still are yeah, I mean, I saw, yeah like it or not and they probably don't like us but we are the illegitimate children of the wild bunch <laughs> so, I think they'd probably be happy yeah, yeah. yeah well it's too late man you know we're out I got a great Grant story man so G's in New York right I'm DJing at Bungalow 8 remember that spot no 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 I was talking to Uncle Mike the other day yeah. Uncle Mike anyway mm-hmm. so we're talking about how, when I was down there right and it was me Becky and G right and we're sitting upstairs and I'm DJing at the club it's, it's like 10 o'clock we just, he just gets there with Becky right so yeah, yeah. and it's, it's you know I'm, no one's there right so I'm playing like something on Serato right yeah, yeah. I'm like this is when I smoke I was like I'm going outside to smoke I don't like the smoking band thing but it was after that right yeah, so I pop yeah. outside and one of the security dudes this dude, this dude comes up to me Disco comes out his name is Disco he's like he's like yo man yo there's a there's a there's a black pirate <laughs> trying to climb over into the DJ booth what should I do? Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 that's cool. It's my friend from England. Right, he's right, in right. there. I said, you heard a massive attack? He's like, oh, hell yeah, man. I was like, that's the dude from Massive Attack. He goes, he he talks like a fucking pirate. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> I'm sure G had loved that. No, man, I, I told Grant when I came back. I'm like, yeah. these dudes, these brothers think you were like a fucking pirate, Yo, man. But, but that was dope. The disco, the security guard, they heard of you know oh, yeah. Massive Attack. Well, that was the know, they that, went worldwide. Well, that was with that's how yeah. I got kind of turned on, especially with Massive Attack. When yeah. I was in the service, yeah, 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 there was some massive of attack stuff going on and I remember like wow well, way back well when did they put their first music out because it went from Wild Bunch it was like 1988 I think 80, it was, oh, no, no, was 88 what we're talking about 98 98 yeah 98 yeah 98 no, 1998 no, 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 no,
Oh, we have to be early before 96. Well, anyway. I know uh, that the first album I'm going to take my phone out because people are going to start gonna, tripping. Yeah, right now, they're yeah, listening yeah, yeah. going, dude, it was... All right, so... Yeah, it was crazy. The other day, I was having a conversation and we didn't have no, no internet connection and we started to like try to draw facts and not going to check them and then suddenly we were lost. Well, so, man, like, welcome man, to the United States with that shit. Yeah. I mean, if you can't Google stuff now to check your facts, it's like, yeah, we're stuck, you know? We're kind of like, yeah, man, we yeah. rely on these things too much. Well, I was saying, you're not as smart as your phone is, man. Well, that's, ain't that the truth? That's the, <laughs> people think they're as smart as their phone. Like, I don't need to retain that information. <laughs> no, you do, man. You need to keep that shit. 1991, that's what I thought, man, right, yeah. Right. Well, I'm yeah, I was knee-deep in 91, boy. 91? Yeah, 91, that's what shit, I thought. Shit, so I was nearer with 89 than... than yeah, no, you were close with 89. That's why I was like, hmm, because 89 is more... Yeah, so... Well, it's been a bit of a blur. But that was like my first turn on to that. And what I always yeah, yeah. appreciated about that, I, and I think it comes with just, you know, I guess what we were talking about, like people having a lot of diversity in the culture, hearing a lot of different music, especially in, in our generation, or well, I'm a little bit older than you, but in our generation, there was like cassettes and shit, and everybody had cassettes. I, and I guess they're doing that again now with like everybody sending files back and forth. We'd be sending we you transfers and all this kind of shit back and forth. And I, and I think that's a great way to get music around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, diversity back in those days was definitely here, from the reggae to the punk, mm -hmm. big punk scene. I mean, that's what Bristol is. It is a melting pot of, of, of people and cultures. And uh, you've got, like, you know, Milo, who I mentioned earlier, DJ from The Wild Bunch, he was, was a punk rocker before that, as was Delge. You know, Grant was into reggae, but, you know, we all met in these sort of, you know, this kind of, you know, this neutral ground, you know, different clubs, underground parties, you know, a place called the Dugout, a place called the Moon Club. Do you think the Tropics, you know, these kind of little bars in the yeah. inner city areas and then the kind of, you know, the blues clubs and, you know, people exchange ideas. Yeah. And that's really what, you know, came out in that early, you know, early uh, Massive Attack album. And you can hear it in there, you know. It's, yeah, stars. it's like a war of the worlds, you know what yeah, I mean? It's like yeah, society yeah. In, in flux. It's, that's what's all the beautiful shit about it. Yeah. That, do you think that it, that's... Because people don't really hang around with people who don't agree with them now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like different music kind of people, they all hang out. Like, I'm a metal dude, I hang out with a metal crew. Mm. You know, but I remember back in New York, it was the same thing. It's like some people you liked; it didn't really yeah. depend on what their right. their squad was. Right. But even the social status yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah. that. Well, you, really you had, you had Fat Five Freddy going to CBGBs, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. same thing. You had Blondie going down to, you know, as as folklore tells it, down to the Bronx. <laughs> you know, and, you know, as they reenacted in in the Wild mm -hmm. Star film. Um, but yeah, you know, Bristol was was has always had that, and that's definitely influenced. You know, when you me, came, the way I approach music now. Yeah, when you came up, what was like the first thing that? Because everybody's like, I talked to most people I talked about who are musicians, right? Yeah, yeah. If they were brought up religious, right, in any way, shape, or form, they go when music became my religion, yeah, which is yeah. like a, a way to kind of say when I first started making music my life, and I right. I remember when I did that and shit, right. And you know, it pissed my mom off though. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> she realized maybe you know, she was like, oh, wasn't your man. first thing. No, no, yeah. but you know what? I, I'm still as spiritual as I was when yeah, I was yeah. little. It's just in a yeah. more refined kind of way. Yeah, I don't definitely. think I, I'm against anything. No, no, uh, definitely. There's I don't think it's just to be learned yeah, from, from yeah, all, this, all, all, all stuff angles and all corners. Yeah, you got to be sure. discerning. Yeah. But uh, when that moment came for you, what was like the first type of music you were like, yo? So what? We going way back? Are we going all the way back? Way back? All the way back? Maybe nine, ten years old. Okay, okay, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you, man, mine was mine was like some Donna Summer shit. 
Oh, really? That tweaked me for some Donna reason. Summer. Donna Summer shit. Yeah, what, she, I feel love. Or, I, I don't, you know what? Probably oh, love, just love all around that. Because I start hearing oh. on the radio, and I, cause I she was a big cool, deal, right? Yeah, she I was a cool she was ass. a big breakthrough act. Yeah. I remember watching that um, the Get Down? Yeah, and there's a kind of like you know Donna Summer character there. Yeah, she was like, it was oh, nothing Donna like huge. It was nothing was like huge the, back then. Yeah, but it was yeah. nothing like the Get Down. Right, the Get Down's crazy. Okay, Becky yeah, was watching. Like, wow, it looked so cool back then. I go, Jaden Smith wasn't around, and it was not like that. It's a bit rougher. Yeah, it was yeah. like Technicolor filtered shit. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so yeah, back. My first memory of sort of having a record was this, um, this this record called Old Superman, and it had a, it had like a vocoder in it. I don't remember who it's by. So it was it's like the Google Old Superman, man. and it's just kind of like, yeah, I think that was the first Superman. It was called Old Superman. Oh, Superman. Okay. Like old Calcutta, right? Yeah, yeah. O.H. Superman. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's better come up. Whoa, Google. it just came up right off the top, okay, G. There you go. Oh, wait, here we go. Remember, still intact. It's back. We're on the Google, man. We on. Lori Anderson. This is it. Really? Wow, that's fucking cool, man. Yeah, that's still fucking cool. Yeah, man. I've actually heard this. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if we can play it because it's a podcast. Oh, dear, yeah, okay, they, they okay, get, okay, okay. Oh, okay, shit. you're going to have to Google this one yourself. Yeah, this, man. This. Yeah, man. I have to yeah. So that, that was that was one. And then there was things like Thomas Dolby. Yeah, I liked yeah. him too, man. Thomas Dolby. It was um, like complicated, but yet simple at the yeah, same time. Yeah, early kind of computer fun. It was and then, depth. And then, hmm. then I saw Tony Basil, right? And at, at that age, I was just like, yo, this, this chick's kind of hot. Who's Tony Bat? Oh, yo, oh, Ricky. Mickey, you're so- oh, Ricky. <laughs> yo, you hear the Spanish version? No. You'll be playing in the club tomorrow. Yo, this is the best Oh, Ricky, shit you're ever. so fine. It's in Spanish. Yo, fat, yo, Mateo. Yes. Mateo. That, yeah. Oh, my God. But you'll oh, be like. Ricky, you're so fine. Oh, my God. You'll trip when you hear this But shit. The, the video was cool for all that, you know. She had the dope video. She had the, she had the tune. And the tune was kind of upbeat as well. It's no, like, called Hey, hey Ricky, right? <laughs> Hey, what's it called? Hey, Ricky. <laughs> no, the original was called. Uh, 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 no, 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 no. Hang on a sec. Hey, we're getting crazed out now. It's um. Hey, Mickey, you're hey. so fine. Hey, you're Mickey. So fine. Right, so hey, like Mickey. Tony Basil. T A Spanish. T O N I. I'm gonna have to get you're another thing. Rip, dude. I'm gonna pause this. I'll play this for you. Oh yeah, Mickey, you're so fine. You gotta check out the Spanish line, baby. So yeah, we had to take an intermission so I could play in the Spanish version of Hey Mickey. So now that you got that song in your head, kick back, give us a minute or two and finish up. We'll be back. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, well, I'm back with D. Yeah, I had to play you that, man. Yeah, yeah, I, you yeah. know what people were telling me? Like, oh, you should play music on a podcast. I was told that you just not do it because it's so hard to not, like, clear it. Right. But, like, you can't clear it. It's something right. like that because the way really? this because the way podcasts go out, apparently. Right, right, right. Because right, right, anybody right. can get them. It's like yeah. they can't, they can't well, monetize it. You just thing, don't do right? it. Podcast is like, you know, everyone's doing podcasts. Even Noriega's got his own podcast. I know. Noriega just died, man. Nori. Not the, oh, no, I thought you meant Manuel Noriega. No, the actual no, no, dude. No, 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 no. I meant Capone and Noriega. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 He's yeah, still yeah. fine, what, man. What, what, saw, what, yeah. what, 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 I saw him recently, man. Well, yeah, he used to fine. sing songs yeah. on there. <laughs> he's fine, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you can't play him. Cool. Not going to get nothing. But yeah, man, no, podcast is the, uh, well, the, the, the cool of the day. For me, it's cool because I get to spend time with people that I want to information from and have yeah. conversations with and shit and just chill because mm. when you're like a dad and stuff you, you, your time is like your time is your own to a certain extent right. so I was like the the time that I have I want to use wisely yeah 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 you know I'm it's not a, saying I'm too busy to do shit I, I don't want to I love doing everything I do definitely but this podcast thing helps me yes. just like you know I haven't seen you in a minute either so yeah. it's good for me to come by and, and show you back your I'm with you yeah, yeah man, I gotta hear that track I gotta hear that track which we one we messed with last time oh yeah that sounded dope yeah, yeah. cool that sounded I love, real I love dope. but that's the thing I mean I, you and me I guess we've known each other since Bex right so that's yeah. like 12 yeah, well, 12 and years a bit before that but, yeah, no, but got like, to, since I got to know you personally since yeah since you married Becky so yeah and it's been it's been nice you know you guys living down the road yeah, and no, it's a, it's coming a, it's up awesome here thing. to you know just pass through and, and you know I yeah. love coming to the city yeah, chilling yeah, seeing yeah, some yeah. brick you know what I'm saying some real brick some real red brick here yeah red brick man I'm all with yeah, that yeah. Bathstone style I'm on that brick house <laughs> my, my, house, my house when it gets really hot is awesome because it's cold on the inside it's right. just like that stone oh, that's that nice thing about them thick walls man it never, it never gets hot in that house. Right. That's great, man. Right. But anyway, stuff from up joint. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we deviate. No, but we were kind of at like the music that you were getting into that got yeah. you into going, wow, music so, yeah, is the so, thing so, I think I'm going to do. So then it kind of, I, I think I have a little Elvis period. A little, little slip my head back mm. Elvis period. Because mm. I've always just been into the kind of like. This is when you're like a young teenager or something? Nah, this is younger than that. This is like, you know. Oh, really? This is, yeah, this is so like. You're like a little Mac. I went through the phases, man. Do you know what oh, I mean? Gross. I've Why always, you, you know, I've always been, you know, you know, trying to like, you know, pose it out a bit, slip my hair back if I could. So I got into Elvis for a little bit. Then I got into. I got into Blondie for a bit. Blondie were great. They Yo, still are. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I still rock a Blondie joint yeah. whenever I get the chance. Yeah. But yeah, and, true, I, and I thought she was yeah. dead hot as well, which oh, she, yeah. she is. Do you know? Oh, man, she was I like, met her one time, dude. I met her at right. the... 
I met an awards thing once. Yeah, I went to an awards thing. It was the British she, Comedy Awards or something, yeah, right? Really? And it was I'm back in the day, too. Yeah, it was, she was probably doing right. a bit of that she stuff. She had this dress on, man, and mm-hmm. then told me to say that she had the dress on that had loads of razor blades over it. Really? And I was just like, that's what Blondie needs to be wearing. Yeah, well, that's what she definitely needs to be Don't touch her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll cut your heart, boy. Yeah, she cut anything. But yeah, I met her at British Comedy Awards. I was oh, doing yeah. something with Jonathan Ross, like presenting an award, and they were like, oh, you're do, doing that with. Uh, Debbie Harry. Yeah. I was like, Oh, you presented cool. the award to her? Yeah, I was like, me and her and John, uh, yeah, from us. on stage, right? So, but I went up to her before, we were backstage in the green room having yeah, beers yeah. or whatever. I went up, hey, Debbie, just want to say what's up. I'm here, I'm doing this thing with you later. And I had a thing for you since I could have a thing. Jeez. Right? And she was so like, first oh, time she said that. <laughs> no, I swear to God. I'd never been that forward with a woman, but I figured, like, yo, that's Debbie Harry, man. She, she and I have shared some some yeah. moments that she doesn't know about, so you I know, told her. She's up there. She's yeah. one of the dope, you know, yeah. chicks of that thing as well. I've got, I've got, I've got to tell my Joe Strummer story, man. Oh, do, do you know yeah. what I mean? I can't, while we're here telling stories about yeah, well. you know, people we idolize, so, you know, yeah, Joe Strummer is the man. As, that's that's know, one of the other things we have in common. common. We love our clash, bro. We love our Joe Strummer, man. That to, to Joe, Joe, Joe Senior, bro. To Joe, man. So I met him in a lift in uh, um, Mount Fuji Rock Festival. Yeah, I was out there with him. You were there. Criminals were there. Hang on a sec. We've yeah. shared a lot of the same. Uh, yeah, no, the same moments, bro. Rooms. <laughs> yeah, we literally, man. Yeah, we, he was probably on his way from or to the restaurant. Maybe he was going to the gigs. Basically, I got in the lift and I looked over and I've like listened to the Clash because yeah. the Clash came after Debbie Harry. Do you know? What I mean? Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, right in yeah. between the specials and the, all that mm-hmm. as well. But I was like, "Yo, it's Joe Strummer in yeah. the lift." And I was like, "What the fuck yeah. am I going to say?" Like, it's Joe. So I was like, "Quickly, quickly!" And I was just, the only thing I could think of was like, I had a bit of like I've been given a bit of hash <laughs> in, it, in my pocket. So I'm like, "Joe, do you, do you want a spliff?" And he looked at me and just gave me this kind of little smile of knowledge. He was like, nah, I don't smoke till after the gig. And I was just like, cool, that's it. That's good enough for me. Joe Joe was like, he was the closest thing. Well, he was my biggest rock star my whole life, man. I tell the story, Uncle Mike did one, because Uncle Mike was the guy who, yeah, he brought him into the uh, the dressing room. We met him. But, dude, he was just completely awesome like that. Oh man, yeah. Just I wish I could have met more, but it's just the one time and no, then like, you got to hang out with him and stuff, didn't you? you yeah, got to I was. Yeah, he, he, he had my number, man. He used it. I love that dude, man. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was completely amazing. Joke, yeah, man. God bless him, man. So with that kind of like, actually, yeah. I can. I think you were really young if you were getting in the Clash. Yeah, right? yeah. I was into the Clash. Like you know, it was twelve. Uh, you know, just before I moved to Bristol. I was got into a punk thing. I went through a, a, from an Elvis phase to a Scar phase, you know, specials, Selector, Madness, Bad Manners. Yeah. And then I got into a punk phase, do you know what I mean? Which was Pistols, and this must have been, must have been, you know, Pistols, Clash, Dead Kennedys. Dead um, Kennedys, yeah. Crass. Oh, um, I love Crass. Yeah, wow, you were down with yeah, Crass. Man, My yeah, man. Yeah, All right. Man, crass. You were um, like the cool young kid then, man. You were like, did you have all the brothers, sisters? I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm only child. Really? Okay, I'm, so only, I'm an child. only child too. So right. anything I came to, I think it might be the same thing with you, man. That's why we gravitate towards yeah, one another. Maybe, maybe, man. Yeah. It's like you had no, to find definitely. something that was your own, right? Yes. And, it had, you, it, and that's why I always went out the, off the beaten path when it came to music as well. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And that kind of, I guess that enriches your. I guess maybe it plants a good garden that can grow stuff for definitely. later. You know, it puts the the, the no borders on the garden, makes a big garden. Yeah, yeah definitely. And like, so yeah, crass, and a bit of the exploited as well, which oh, were yeah, a UK man. thing, you yeah. know. But they would do that. I remember seeing them on top of the pops one time. Remember and, the um, anti nowhere league? 
Yeah, that I do remember the Anti-Nowhere so League. What? I remember that oh, I remember the Anti-Nowhere League. Yeah, all these bands were coming through that Were time. you into like New York stuff, like Bad Brains? or No, Bad Brains in DC, but Cro-Mags in New York stuff? Do you know what? Nah, you need to pick it up to speed Mackie was in the Cro-Mags. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, it's weird. There's so story. much New York punk side yeah. of it, you know what I mean? No, nah, I was more clued up on the English side of it, you know? Yeah, no, Mackie and I literally face. hung out at the same spots, really? but never met each other. Well, come on, maybe a little yeah. bit, because I knew him when I met him at the studio. Right. It's a weird story. Well, it sounds like we got a similar path, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I went from that, and then I moved to Bristol, age twelve years old, and got into hip hop. Boom, boom. Saw Beat Street, saw, <laughs> saw Wild Style. Yeah, remember going to the cinema. Do you have a Wild Style Beat? album, by the way? Which one? The Breakbeat album, no, the, or uh, just the album the actual, with all the actual live things? Like, nah, nah. Cross that's All right, because on the cover, that's just do Doctor Revolt. That. Revolt. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Revolt's like the most one of the most famous really? dudes. And we, we hung with him and this guy Gerb, who's yeah. Gerb Future and Stash, the dudes that did the Philly Blunt shit. Yeah, wow. And they were like the crew that hung out with Joe when he wow. first came to New York. Yeah, because Future of 2000. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, it's the same, similar story. Like, you know, the, I, I idolized that shit. You yeah, know? Those, you know, that was, like, those are my dreams. I look at them photos yeah. from that era when they did um, that thing in um, Times Square and they yeah, sold yeah. out like 11 nights in a row. Like, I was like maybe 11 or 12 with a friend of mine trying to get in. Really? Can you get in? We were just like, the clash of the shit. Yeah, man. Americans got really got into the oh clash. And, I mean, and, they, and they brought out the song, you know, I'm so bored with the USA. But they were right. <laughs> Everybody in the USA yeah, was like, really? bored. They got it. Everyone was yeah, like, thank man. God someone said it. Yeah. We're not as thin-skinned as everybody thinks we are, man. It, yeah. It's interesting because, like, it, especially just off the topic, just being an American guy when I'm in the UK, mm. people are like, yo, Huey, yeah. can you tell us what the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> You know, like conspiratorially, like you know, like yeah, we we love you, man. What the yeah. what the fuck's going yeah, can on? Can you explain what your people are up to? <laughs> can you just bottle and put that shit in a really small bite? I can understand what the fuck's going on, and I can go about my life because they don't want to hear me go. Well, in 1948, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I can't, man. You I'm can. just like, you know, I mean, we've always been the guy who played his music too loud, and they would, and that's right. you know, that's yeah. probably a, a really glossed over way to put it, but it's hard for me to explain. It. You're looking for the long guy, the wrong guy for the uh, for the quick explanation. Yeah. But I mean? politics is what I was trying to get to. Okay. In, in the UK, when you were young, that was like yeah. that was the Thatcher era. Yeah, right? man. So yeah, the Thatcher era was coming up. You know, and I've always come from a sort of left field type yeah. family I mean, my mum brought me up you know singly, single handedly on her own and you know we, we travelled around a lot of festivals you know she kind of you know survived hand to mouth style you know ended up you know we didn't really have nowhere to live we moved into this place called Hateford Farm which is kind of like a community area I wouldn't say hippie but it definitely was you know we'd grow our own vegetables the chickens running around but they're you know the main family what were the people wearing that's you know if the hippies yeah yeah well you know my mum was more hippie but one of them the main house was a doctor you know but they met at um, in Saudi Arabia or somewhere on some refugee mission you know a group of people they met and they decided they would come back to England and buy this, this farm you know, and they, you know, to this day, they still have refugees come and stay there. You know, so I come from a pretty right-on kind of, you know, environment. Yeah. Yo, can you hear that? That's my washing machine. Yeah, beeping, yeah? Uh, a lot of shit happens during my podcast. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that crazy. The cat's man. coming in. Yeah. So yeah, we just know uh, we travelled around. Um, you know, my mum decided she was going to sell the donuts. So she um, really, yeah, yeah. She's got this thing. She was called uh, Wonder Donuts. So your mom's a bit of an entrepreneur, like yeah, that. 100%, got some hustle in her. 100%. She <laughs> I had, met her. She's cool. Yeah, right? yeah. Before that, she had um, a health food shop in North Devon oh, called um, Sun Food. So it was like pioneering the health food era. Oh. This is like back in 1974. Do you know? So, like, yeah, come through this. 
you know, she built this caravan and started deciding to go around festivals selling donuts. So, you know, here I was on my summer holidays and just got dragged, you know, off, I wouldn't say dragged, I was in it. I was yeah. like, let's go. Yeah, but yeah, we traveled around Glastonbury. I've been going to Glastonbury since I was two years old. Just going around all these different festivals in you the going this southwest. Year? Yeah, I am actually. I'm, yeah. there, I'm there one. What day are you there? I fucking forgot, That'd man. I think it's a night. Sunday. That, that's the night we're playing our thing. Gro- it's Mr. Jam or Groove Ride or something like that. No, you're playing, playing Arcadia. Arcadia. Yeah. Yo, touch, man. Is that good? Whoa, it's crazy. You're going to be playing on this kind of like. I'm it's playing like spider. 7 o'clock at night, though. Yeah, it's but like, that's I'm cool. Gonna... That's cool. Listen, this thing is crazy. It's like the rave dome. It's like out of Mad Max. Really? It's a spider. They have like fire flames shooting out of it you know they have this kind of you know theatrical show Wait, going I think on I've there. seen like it's this guy mental. like this shit to shoot out yeah. but at 7 o'clock in the afternoon ain't that shit happening yeah but you know people what people be like yo that's cut good. that shit yeah, out cool, we yeah, got on there just, listen just you know give them, give them the look man do you know what I mean yeah just give it to you yo <laughs> give me some pyro <laughs> Stevie Wonder, so do get me some pyro. <laughs> I need flames bam, now. Bam, 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 boom. Draw for Biggie in there. Yeah. <laughs> I always sick of the average. Like I know we've DJed together, and it's amazing because you're yeah. an amazing DJ. I don't have to get yeah. into that, but it's like you, when last thank time you, I DJed, you, you came you. running up and rewound the the turntable on me. And I was like, Yeah, wow. Well, what funny. were you playing, man? Yeah, some Evelyn Champagne King or something. I can't well, there was a lot of that going on, man. Yeah, I, I yeah, love that yeah. old classic shit, man. And that's another yeah, thing, course, yo, man. Like when when we started, uh, I guess when we first met, there was uh, there was a CD you gave me, mm. and I put it on the band's tour bus, mm. and we rolled across Europe. And, and, and America and Asia and no one noticed that it was a CD because it would go on and people thought it was a radio station and they, even though you hear the song like 30, 40 times you just assume it's a cool fucking radio right. station right now that was what was that CD called? it was called Laminate Radio boom and Laminate Radio was boom. me and my brother Gus Pirelli yeah man um, we decided it was actually in someone else's birthday Glastonbury because we used to go there, like, like I said, year for year. We'd always hang out in the backstage dance area. But, you know, we come through the era. There used to be a lot of, like, James Brown style, you know. Um, they used to put I Believe in Miracles, yeah, Rare yeah. Groove, you know. But we, 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 we stuck, well, I sort of bumped into him one time. You know, coming from Bristol, we came up on this music. It's another part, you know, of the yeah. history that goes back to the Wild Bunch. Is that boogie has always been in Bristol. It's always been a boogie <laughs> word up, here. That's you why know? I'm so and happy. The, and the kind of, like... <laughs> That certain era of the 80s that I think was a real golden pocket, you know, even maybe late 1979, but between 1979 and 1983, yeah, that's it was a golden pocket and it was when things were kind of changing over from it being, you know, disco and funk and analogue. Mm-hmm. And things started, you know, the drum machine started to be included, yeah. you know, and synthesizers started to come in, but it was still great soul soul songwriting great soul funk musicians great singers you know the cream of the crop yeah but there's a new sound in town you know and the boogie hit so it was just like you know between you know after 1983 the, the, the technology changed the drum sound changed you know it became what was more, it the, the TR 707 or something like that it was it was the Lindrum yeah okay it was, it was Lindrum Lin. it was the Prophet 5 um you know the the Oberheim oh DX7 the, uh, yeah, Oberheim yeah, yeah, DX7 yeah, 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 dude yeah, yeah man yeah. I know about that yeah yeah and like just you know certain equipment that was just in all studios at that time you know plus like you know great musicians that could really rock yeah. a groove man yeah. you know didn't even, there was no Pro Tools back then that was my, that was my school I was right. inadvertently in the middle of that when that was yeah. happening I was, really? when I was in 80 
one. Yeah, I was yeah. in that first band oh, of mine. Right? So we used to rent a rehearsal space down on like Second Avenue and Fourth Street, and the dude, dude, the dude who ran the studio was like a bass player and did sessions and he had another studio where he did like big sessions and shit and like we couldn't do the one rehearsal room he'd take us to he'd just go just mm. use the main room there or whatever because we were just kids banging around playing rock music right but that, that was where yeah. it was all going on that but was he when was the like, sound was being birthed you know yeah. and all over I guess all over America it was happening where it was LA you know Cincinnati you know wherever the, the boogie was you know spreading like wildfire yeah, right he was you know? the dude that was like yo this guy's called Nile Rogers. he's playing oh, guitar word. listen to this yeah, yeah. I was like huh Right. I've met now, and yeah. it's like now <laughs> it's all been about right you now. Yeah, hopefully yeah. I get him on the podcast. Jeez, he's a, he's very busy though. Yeah, true. To get, like he'll definitely They're hang so for like busy, twenty minutes they, or something. You know, Sheik have just had a massive re rebirth yeah. resurgence, and it's like their music is just so good, so classic. Like all age groups, yeah. any situation. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. you know, I cannot funerals without funerals. You yeah. can play Sheik yeah, exactly. You know, weddings, bar mitzvah, parties, like straight up. If you play. Like thinking of you or something yeah. like that, which yeah. is chic, it's pretty much. Like, but yeah, it's just you know, point is, yeah, hundred percent. You listen, just like you know, Nile is just mm. like he says. It's like I'm not doing anything hard. I'm just doing something that needs to be done. And gotcha. it, him and Bernard Edwards, my God. But I guess that's what it was back then. You know, like I said, the musicians were so good. Oh yeah. But Jeez. they realized, you know, they had to condense it down to something that just needed to be done. It was yeah. not over the top. It stuck to the yeah, groove. Yeah, that's like do you know what I mean. And it rocked what needs to be rocked. It made you want to dance. It made yeah. you feel good, man. Here we are, what, know? like forty years later, like oh, that was yeah. the shit. So those anyway, particular years, no, okay, so those back years. Back to Lambert yeah. Radio, yeah. you know what I mean. And that whole influence of coming, coming, you know, through Bristol, growing up and listening to these DJs going to house parties, you know, and then being at Glastonbury and there just being too much James Brown. Not there ever is too much James Brown, but, uh, <laughs> but this there could point, be. There there was, there was, yeah, it was too much. You're like, I believe in miracles. It's like, <laughs> yeah, where's the, where's that hard groove, man? Yeah. Where's that hard funk you know head down you know yeah, still ugly face like yeah. some smell face yeah that's <laughs> right man I need my funk face for oh. this business mm -hmm. so yeah we decided and this was this was after you know me doing loads of drum and bass jungle for many many years I just needed the change right? I needed yeah. like I needed some you know a juxtaposition something that I could well, just that makes you give, that gives you perspective when you're yeah. a musician it's like I need if it, you man. stop playing what you're playing all the time play something yeah. completely different like I picked up yeah. pedal steel and started playing country western yeah you have to man you have to get some new ingredients into yeah. the pot to really yeah, like, people thought I was crazy man they yeah. thought I was crazy yeah really but I was like look man I was like yo this is like as simple as like the blues is yeah. but so much more interpretive than, right. than a lot of the pop music I was they playing they tried to say Ray was crazy when he started playing uh -huh. country and westerns yeah. too you know he's like nah this is you know it's music music's music at the yeah. end of the day and you, know, you have to you have to go to other places in order to learn something new you you've know? turned me on to a lot of boogie though man I mean you've yeah, actually yeah. put in a lot of ways man you gave me that one file remember yeah, that man yeah, when yeah, I got yeah, you were yeah, over at my yeah, house yeah. for Becky's birthday right that's right that's right and it was like the next morning and I had just gotten that new computer. I was yeah. like, yo, I got this I new computer. Tunes. And you were like, yo, and you pulled out a memory stick. You are like, put that in, brother. Yeah. And it's been serving you well for a minute. Like, that's awesome, man. But you got it from somebody else. Had, had I got it from, I got it from this guy. Yes, yeah. this guy DJ Andy from Brazil. Is this just DJ Andy? Yeah, he's like you know. There's two DJs in Brazil, four drum and bass. It was like DJ Mark and DJ Andy, and Andy can hand it to me. Oh, really? So yeah, that was you know just I had everything on there, and you right, had all the artwork on there too. Yeah, the artwork's amazing because yeah. that's just an extra little touch oh, yeah. of class. Would you? Because you can give anybody fucking files nowadays. Right. You want to send you the file on? Yeah, you send yeah, it. Yeah. And that was the thing about Laminate Radio was like, you know, we wanted to wear suits yeah, oh. and shades, man, and drink champagne, you know. We <laughs> Yo. actually had visions of being you know, flown in by helicopter, you know. But 
you know that and that was that was something that inspired the mix you know which was basically based on a a, um, a radio show so we spent ages making our own jingles yeah you know, it was we, amazing we, we did our own sting layered up 30 vocals you know to create this radio oh yeah it was tremendous and it was just a party you know and it was basically music that, can people get that because they need that people man. got it man you know yeah, it got really you know a lot of love man and still does to this day yeah. every you know I every, still have that once shit. every couple yeah. of years you know well every couple of years a couple of times every year I get a tweet from you know someone like you know maybe Mr. Jam or Eats Everything you know mm. big DJs in their game you know little laminate radio is still my favourite thing and yeah I'm just like yes thank you, you it, it was one of those things where like I brought it I brought it to America and I'm, I was at a party and some shit happened and the music yeah. kind of stopped yeah. right and I had a backpack with me not like I walked around with a backpack all the time but I think I might have been I think you know I was, I was at the studio no so I had rapper. no I'm just I wasn't that dude but I was that dude back there like a Yankee hat on and a yeah, backpack yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. just so happens you had, the, you had the laminate radio I had the laminate yeah. shit in there I popped it on yeah, and the place man. just like it was like yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah wicked and then it was like just looked around and everybody started dancing yeah. like nothing happened I was like oh instant party started you know? that's unbelievable so, bro yeah man I'm happy that it's the, uh, it, we couldn't actually do a second one because we just we just didn't want to kind of you know lackluster it and you know do something that wasn't as good everyone's like when's the next one coming it's like yo that was our history that was literally every tune from our upbringing yeah. that we well, came up with you know, dear to our heart and you, you said know? there's only a limited period of time that this music was created yeah, authentically man, anyway yeah. and we just couldn't actually find the right combination of tracks to give that feeling you know they just they, every track on there meant something to us mm-hmm. so that was like a little phase you know we kind of you know we don't do the laminate thing so much no more mm. but it was a massive learning curve, you know. Yeah. I actually started to produce a couple of tunes. I still am. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you've always been an amazing producer. So the stuff you that you're much. recording now, oh, yeah. Like this, the, the, I guess, tell me the different different projects. I mean, we know you know what? It's like there's so the many different layers right now to, to to my production thing, you know. And I've been through, you know, ups and downs with it. You know, emotional roller coasters through. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but trying to, you know, for me, it always seems to come back to music and me trying to get out what. I want to express, you know, mm-hmm. and in the studio, you know, with with the sounds, you know, the production skills, the technique, the musicianship, working with the right people, yeah. you know, and just making myself happy, not getting bored, not getting complacent, yeah. not just becoming a robot, you know, that just basically, you know, feeds a scene and keeps doing something because it's easy. Because I don't believe that things should be easy, you know. I believe that you should you should really have to work for, and bleed for, for your art, man. You know, yeah, and well, if you're not, idea, if you don't believe right? it, and you ain't doing it right. Well, it seems like anybody who ever inspired you did. Yeah. So yep. it kind of instilled that in you. Yep. So I'm the same way with stuff, man. I mean, I know, granted, the criminals aren't really, like, chart band anymore. No, but you still got massive following there. You, you know, know, people like hearing our music, and that's the yeah. thing. I, it's kind of like, yeah, I get you. You guys it, got a shit hot live well, show, man. Well, aside from that, it's like, it's not like they can listen to another band that sounds like us. True. So I feel, you know, that if people want to hear us, I play, mm-hmm. I play for a lot of people, and I love doing that. But it, it seems like at some points, right, do you feel especially with you know different parts of you like I, I did a solo record and it was pretty much all the country western shit I was <laughs> yeah, yeah. doing that fast I was like nah dude and yeah, it was that's cool dude's gotta do what a dude's gotta do but did, did it always come back to you doing like I, when I say dance music I don't mean drum bass when I say dance music I don't mean the boogie but like cause I know the thing I just I, you yeah. just came out with is amazing there's a lot of different stuff that I'm producing right now with different people I mean we're working predominantly with a guy called Dismantle yeah. we, we got a cool crew brother. called Dimantle you know Dismantle Dimantle did you know I got it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean the brand 
Angelina of uh, dance music. <laughs> That's funny. That's what Annie Mack called us. <laughs> anyway. yeah, yeah. She's back on the radio yeah, now. She's back man. on the radio. Yeah, I work with Addison Groove as well. You know, the Boogie Project I'm working on is called Sure Thing, and that's kind of a loose collective of Bristol Boogie Heads musicians, singers, songwriters, you know. And, you know, I kind of flip between stuff. I'm still just trying to just, just finish something that's good, that's got that feeling to it, that's got, you know, that's got the right funk in you know in the way it sounds in the way it feels you know and it's it's I, I, you know i'm still not there yet but that keeps me getting up in yeah. the morning getting in the studio and hitting buttons man you know like when a lot of people do this they do this uh comparison thing like out of all my friends who's the david bowie of all my friends <laughs> you'd be the david bowie of all my friends. Yo, because not because you got blonde hair now <laughs> yo man i might have to no, but in the best possible sense of being a musician they're like I was listening to what was that Modern Love by David Bowie at the dentist today, right? I'm like, right. you know, that's a fucking great song. It's him doing Motown, right? But it's you'd never think that's a Motown you song. I've never really looked at that. I'm not going to lie, right? David Bowie is someone who I've never followed like that. But when I think yeah. about it, he did like Let's Dance, which was a straight yeah. up disco well, banger. That was now Rogers. Now Rogers on yeah. production still kills his live shows with that. Yeah. But then he went from that and like he just did like you said Motown joint, yeah. and then he did mm. you know um, I love um, Golden Years. I love yeah. Golden Years. But joint. yeah, dude. Yeah, also, but joint. back in the day, I was I, when I was a kid, I used yeah, to watch wow, Soul Train all the time. That was the shit. Soul Train, Soul Train, Soul Train. He was on Soul Train. Yeah, he was the first white guy doing Let's Dance. No, not Let's Dance. Fame. Oh, fame. Fame, dude, fame. Because there was a James, you know the James Brown song that's the same riff. Oh, really? He took the vibe from that. No, well, it was it was Carlos Alomar, the guitar player dude, who okay. played with Bowie and played with James Brown's band. He had that riff, the the, the oh, fame riff. Really? Yeah. He took that from James to, to no, Bowie. He, he gave it to both of them and James. <laughs> but you know, when because the thing is, you know, if you listen to that song, it's John Lennon singing fame. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, he took like, like he, you know, he he went to the studio with both dudes. He he double timed his his Yo, song. So he went in with John Lennon and David Bowie yeah. at, at uh, Electric Lady for a day, and they tracked wow. that. Wow. And then he went and tracked something with James Brown. But James Brown was like, "Fuck them! I'll put mine out first. <laughs> put his shit out first. It was like <laughs> he jumped the gun on David. Like, yeah, but they were like, "That's a great James. That's okay. a great James Brown." Like, then yeah, David Bowie was like, "Yo, a, I got a Beatle. Boom." It's a great, it's a great cosign, right? Oh yeah, man. No, yeah, man. I never knew that. That's a but great what story. I meant by when it, it's a long way to say it, but what I'm saying is like, I like the way you know you use inspiration, but you still mm. remain who you are. Yeah. And like you know, even with you know, like we talking about when you did stuff with Ronnie, yeah. And then when you you did stuff, I guess you know, I guess with Dismantle, yeah, and yeah. And then you're doing like some of the boogie stuff, and then yeah, like stuff yeah, we yeah, work on yeah. is very different as well. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing exactly. stuff with Crust now. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Well, I I, I might have just making shit up. <laughs> now, do you know what? You can say you've seen us, just not in the same room <laughs> together. All right, I you've won't seen, say you've that. You've seen us separately, do you know what I mean? But we, you haven't seen us in the same room, no. Like not, like last time I was here, none of y'all were here. <laughs> no, you saw you saw the underneath of my wallabies. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they were blue and stopped, cream. Yeah. Those were nice though. Yo, have you seen Ghostface? He's got some blue and cream fucking yeah. wally joints coming out. Yeah. Yo, I need those, bruv. But I yeah. found a I found a website that got all them. What yeah. the, the, the cross colors? Yeah? yeah, like the old Clark original. No, nah, but yeah. the half because you know in the classic ghost tune, you know what I mean? Because um, Wu Tang is enough a massive, yeah. massive. But my favorite things ever are Wu Tang, The Clash. The specials and skateboarding. Yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, you know, if you if I'm gonna off to space in a pod, you know, <laughs> I want these four things. things. I'm yeah. not leaving. Desert Island, and I want some Clark Wallabies. You know, half blue and half cream. Oh yeah, man, we get the, <laughs> yeah. we'll get you we'll get you the ones you need too. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
don't know man it's just all kind of come back around with my label gutter funk right now you know and the music I'm making now you know finding peace at the moment with what we're doing you know with, with my various collaborators I'm lucky enough to be around you know and just where I'm at with it all right now you know I managed to get my head out my ass and um, yeah the sun's out <laughs> yeah I mean I don't want, that's what I'm saying I want to keep you all day I gotta go pick up my girlfriend yeah that's cool it's cool how long have we been doing this uh, let me see here well I think about I think we've done about an hour. That's but, cool. Uh, that's around cool, there, around about. But that's cool. since you're local, dude, and I know that I'll be seeing you because I, I work in the studio with you quite often. Yeah, we'll be seeing you uh, soon. Yeah, we should do more of this. So I think we Yo, should take this to like, a, yeah, take this to another. Should another we take vibe. it to another park? Yeah, another you take garden. it to another park across the street. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Thanks, hey, it's been dude. a pleasure, man. My pleasure, man. Thanks. Oh yeah, oh yeah! How'd you like that? Now D is a very cool dude, and it was a great hang with him. And it's good to get the inside scoop on the fabled Bristol music scene. I'll be talking with other cats too, because he put me on to some other cool people that we might be getting on the pod. So we got a hot pod actually coming up over the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned for all this good stuff coming your way. Then we got my G Arthur Baker. He invented electro music. So we're talking about Africa Bambata. He also worked with New Order, produced some records there. Miles Davis, Muddy Waters, great story there. You don't want to miss this. And every badass remix you ever heard. Yo, word, you don't want to miss that one. Then we got Mr. G himself, the one and only drum and bass maverick, my G Goldie. Uh, we're recording a live podcast with a live audience in London. So stay tuned for all that coming up soon on Huey Off the Record. Now you know the drilly, my friends. Please rate, review, and make it nice. Leave five stars and subscribe. Thank you very much. Stay classy. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.